Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm super excited to have with me Megan Nilsson. Did you I say that right? What a, yes. Good awesome. Job. Um, Kingdom Life no extra Coach. Bells. Yep. Yes. And um, you're from Colorado in the United States. So welcome, Megan. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to have you. And we actually know each other because we're going to be speaking at a conference in Minnesota coming up in April of 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we'll actually put the link for that as well, because we're just starting to advertise that. Um, But that one, you can actually go to discovermyinsidestory.com. And then Megan is at Megan Nielsen, and her last name is spelt N-I-L-S-E-N, first name is M-E-G-A-N. And so I'll make sure to leave the link for hers as well. Um, But I'm so excited for us to really just hear from you, hear about your testimony and really get coached from you. You're such a wonderful teacher. And (laughs) thank you. um, So yeah, just go ahead and um, just kind of share who you are and um, kind of what God has done in your life. And we'll see what he has with Holy okay. Spirit. Who I am and kind of what God has done. We'll be here yeah. for a while, Heidi. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I am Megan. I, yes, I live in Colorado Springs with my family. I've been married today, by the way, 27 years. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we met in college, got married as babies, oh. and then we have two <laughs> biological kids that are in college and yeah. two adopted from Ethiopia that are in high school. Awesome. It's important to mention a, because it's just my heart, my family. I love to connect with, um, adoptive families. So if there's any mamas out there that are listening and they're doing foster care adoption, whatever, I would love to connect with them on a personal level and just, uh, encourage and hear stories. But we adopted our youngest two kids from Ethiopia in 2011. So, you know, 11 years ago. Yes. And, um, as you might imagine, it was, wild and difficult, um, for everybody. You know, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, um, uh, you know, that pretends it was hard for me and it wasn't hard for the kids. I mean, everybody it's interesting in the world of adoption because we know that, that, that God's heart is there. He talks Mm -hmm. about adoption. He talks about, um, orphan care. This is clear in scripture. This is his heart. And that was the thread. That was like the catalyst that kind of got me thinking about that. So back in the day when we had two kids, everybody, what does everybody say? Are you done having kids? Right. First of all, how do you even really know? Like, I, know. <laughs> I know just ask Barry, right? <laughs> anyway. Um, but second of all, I would always say, well, I don't know if we have more, we will adopt. I didn't really know what that meant. I just thought I'm done personally choosing to have biological children. Thank you for the gift, but it was really difficult. So I, we would adopt. And I had this idea that if we were to adopt, God would just sort of like a stork, like place the kids on our doorstep. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, we would get a phone call one day and oh, I'm so sorry. This terrible tragedy has happened, Megan. And the, the people that we think of first as your family, would you take these kids in? Right? I had this sort of like, I'm open God, but you're going to need to bring it to me, which I think is an interesting 
potentially a lot of people can resonate that about that with anything in their life, yes. right? Like I'm open yeah. to these big things you want to bring God, but I'll just kind yeah. of sit here and wait for it to happen. Yes. So, so I would pray about it from time to time. And our kids started growing up and, you know, life gets busy and I would pray, you know, Hey, just pray for my neighbor who has cancer and my mom, this and that. And Oh, by the way, if you want us to adopt, like, could you let me know, you know, PS. And there was um, a certain summer, certain 2010, there was a summer where my best, one of our best friends called us and said, guess what? We're adopting a baby from Ethiopia. And I was like, oh, wow. I had no idea you guys were thinking about that. My cousin called, guess what? We're adopting a baby from Ethiopia. I'm like, what in the world? And so in that, in those two phone calls, it was like, I was confronted face to face. I was watching two other families walk Mm -hmm. out a call that I had considered that I had privately prayed about. And I was like, wow, how do they have the, the faith and the boldness Mm -hmm. to do this? Wow. I was, um, jealous in a way of Mm -hmm. their faith. And I'm like, I feel like we're supposed to be doing this and we're not. So Shortly thereafter, you know, we're getting ready for bed. It's time to just jump under the covers. My husband's like brushing his teeth. And I was like, hey, babe, just want you to know, like, I cannot get this idea of adoption off of my mind. And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I just, I'm thinking about it day and night. And I've just been praying about it and wrestling. He's like, whoa. So you don't need to say anything, which every husband loves to hear, right? Just don't even reply. But I need you to know this is big. And he said, well, let's, let's pray about it. So we both took like a month. To, we didn't, we didn't discuss it. We were just prayed about it. And then there was one day in particular that I had dropped my two kids off at school. And I distinctly felt this impression from the Holy spirit that was like, don't go about your day, like scrap your plans, whatever they are. Like, don't go to the gym, the grocery store, whatever meeting you're supposed to go to go home fast and pray and just seek me about this thing. So that's what I did. I kind wow. of was digging and left. I took a right, went home, that's just awesome. locked the door and shut down the social media and just scoured the scriptures for anything about adoption, orphan. And as you can imagine, my notebook was full. Yeah. And I was like, if this is what you want from us, I, I think we're open to it. Maybe possibly like, Ooh, when I say that out loud, it feels like a big thing. And, um, the Holy spirit said to me, he said, you are open to it, but you keep thinking that I'm going to, to drop something on your doorstep. He said, but what I'm asking you to do is walk out your doorstep and look around because the kids are everywhere. Wow. Wow. Like, well, I don't know what you're waiting for because it's out there. I was like, Oh my goodness. So that started the journey of one step at a time, one little, let's, let's, Let's ask for the brochure. Let's fill out yeah. the application. You know, it's just like one little step. And if God opens the door, we keep going. If it's closed, whatever. So fast forward a few months in, we've applied to adopt from Ethiopia for a number of reasons. But um, my husband had come home from a work retreat. He was working for a ministry called Young Life at the time. He's now a teacher, but he's was working for Young Life. He'd been at this retreat. He comes home and he says, "Hun, now it's my turn to tell you something. I'm like, oh, okay. What is it? He said, on my whole drive home from the retreat, all I, c- I kept envisioning our family and I kept seeing four kids, our two and two others. Oh. And I was like, wow, okay. So we were had been thinking one boy or girl, maybe three or four years old. And he's like, I had this vision of four. I think we're supposed to adopt a boy and a girl. So I emailed the agency and I say, okay, I think we're ready. We will do a sibling set. And you can, I mean, within 30 seconds, I had the reply with all these <laughs> pictures that was like sibling set which, which one, like the right. like, some yeah. kind of gross, like, you know, which, which one do you pick? And it was overwhelming. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Lord, what, what do you want from us? But when I saw our children, 
boy and a girl. It was just like, my heart was drawn to them, their face. It was just everything about it was just like an instant connection. Mm. I said, okay, I think these are our kids. So we adopted them. We brought them home um, a year later in December and in December in Colorado, as in Minnesota, it is chilly and cold and snowy. Yes. And these kids are coming from Ethiopia. And, um, you know, that, that I, I often think now it must've felt like they were being kidnapped or something like who, uh-huh. who, you know, you show up in this country and your white family, it's almost like a weird horror movie, to be honest. It was like, mm-hmm. hi, we're your new mommy and daddy. You're going to get on a plane with us and come home. I mean, the, 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 the shock, the trauma, everything, no matter what you think they might know or understand yeah. about what's happening, Absolutely. they have no idea they're little children. And yeah. I didn't even really know, to be honest, you know? So, so we get home. And it's, it's otherworldly. That's the best word mm-hmm. I can use to describe it. I mean, they're not speaking English. They've got trauma and brokenness. And, um, you know, as a therapist, mm-hmm. when people are grieving things like manifest, I mean, yes. they were not yes. comfortable in our home, especially our son. And he was like running away and mm-hmm. very physical, not mm-hmm. wanting to be near us. And if we would start praying, like he would just like close his ears. And there was just a lot of warfare happening in the natural realm and spiritual realm. So a few months in, I mean, we're drowning for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. Everybody is. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, I don't know how to do life at this point because we can't even do like the normal simple things. So I call my girlfriend and I say, listen, I need a counselor. Who can I go to? And she says, you need to go see Linda. I'm like, great. I'm going to go see Linda. I make the appointment. I show up in Linda's office. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Linda. See, you're laughing because you're you're a counselor. Just imagine no, I'm, this right well, now, okay? I'm, what okay. I love is that you had a friend who had a name and you got in because yeah, I was like, that's actually what doesn't actually really happen. I'll tell people like, well, I hope you can get in with Linda. Linda's really yeah. busy because Linda's really good. Really busy. So get on her waiting list or, you know, like I, yeah. so I'm laughing because I'm yeah. like, I'm so happy you got yeah. in the, the right. person that she told you to mm-hmm. get in with. Yes. Yes. So before I had gone to her, uh, that first appointment, I had had a rough night with my husband one night and we were both just at our wits end. And again, late at night is never the best time to be talking about things as it turns out, but that's when you have time. So I'm like, this whole thing is bananas. I don't know how to do this. And he's like, babe, I am sacrificing everything. Every time you call and things are going, I'm at work. I come home. I help. Like, what more do you want from me? Mm. And I was like, Oh, sacrifice. Oh, you think you're a sacrifice? Like mm-hmm. mo- I said, I said this out loud. I said, motherhood is a sacrifice. Wow. Like I have effectively just abdicated my entire personhood. And now this is my whole job and I'm failing at it and nobody's happy and everybody's drowning. So, mm-hmm. you know, like somehow my heart trumped his heart in that moment. Yeah. Not- I'm not proud of it, but that's how it works. No, but that's, that is what happens. And that will comes, that is what comes out of our mouth sometimes. Yes. I appreciate it. So I go, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm ready. I'm ready to just let it rip and just tell her all the things that are hard. And I'm expecting, I think I'm expecting, oh, honey, that is so hard. Yes. How do you, how are you going to do it? I don't know. Like, you know, like some coddling of some kind. That sounds like the world actually, but Yes. I, oh, you're going to be pleased. So Mm -hmm. Linda is not the world. She Mm -hmm. is not a coddler. And I have learned that over 10 years of therapy with her. She looked at me and she said, you know, motherhood is not your highest calling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Like I'm like in tears 
And she just hits me straight between the, in the chest. It was like, not your highest calling. And I'm like, what in the world? Like come again. Cause that's like everything I'm doing. So if that's not my highest calling, then what is any of this about? And she went on to explain, she said, your highest calling is to be connected to Jesus come on. and to get your identity, your infilling from him. <laughs> you are God's daughter. And she said, yes. everything else, your marriage, your parenting, everything else flows from that. But if you are not lined up in a plumb line with him, then no wonder, no wonder you are sinking because you are grasping at things that are from this world and other people's behavior and trying to control everything around you. Yeah. And you are an absolute mess. So, I mean, I let that sink in for a minute and that is what I have been studying, working on, asking the Lord about for the last decade. Like mm. what? Whoa. Okay. So that day feels very pivotal to me. Those words are instrumental and transformational for me because I didn't realize, yeah. excuse me, that I was not connected to him in a way that was truly life-giving, mm. truly the infilling of the spirit. And I had been Christian basically my whole life. Wow. And this was new information for me. You are, you are speaking to what millions of Christians are, are feeling that's where I was at too. Like what you're, you know, like, I'm like, we all need a counselor, Linda. So, so allow this podcast right now to be a counselor, Linda mm -hmm. moment. We are yeah, your counselor, yeah. counselor, Linda right now. That the and what I love can... about what you said is you knew immediately that, that the coddling is the world. You knew immediately in your spirit that, 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 that thing is, is counterfeit counseling. Now, mm -hmm. I don't, mm, this is tricky territory. So I don't want to imply, I mean, compassion and empathy are paramount. Jesus was compassionate. He was empathetic. He saw people where they were. He recognized it and allowed them to be in their space. But at the end of the day, most of the interactions that I can think of, he's asking them a question. Do you want to get well? Pick up your yes. mat and go. I mean, she was looking at me and saying, do you want to get well? Because if you do, you are going to need to just stand up off this couch and you are going to need to follow me. Right. And that's going to look different than what you thought. Because here I am in a moment of like, I've followed Jesus into this call of adoption. And then all of a sudden everything falls apart. So then I begin to wonder, did we really hear him right? Did he really say that? I don't really know. And isn't that the moment the enemy wants to step in and be like, exactly. Okay. They've done this big kingdom thing. And now I'm going to get her to totally deconstruct the whole thing and, and, and wonder if she's going to live in a house of mirrors and wonder what's true. And Linda like took down all the mirrors and just, I was just standing there naked in front of her. Not really just by the way, no, <laughs> but just, like metaphorically speaking, but spiritually you're naked. And I think, I just want to speak to what you're saying, because I, I think what you're saying is correct. Like mm -hmm. that we actually, we don't need to be coddled, but what Linda did that I think a lot of times, many people don't, and we all need to ask God for this is the gift of discernment. Mm -hmm. She discerned properly what you were ready for, what you could hear and what you needed. If I work with somebody who has extreme trauma mm -hmm. and is fragmented in their brain I am not going to respond mm -hmm. the way that Linda did to them. Mm -hmm. I am going mm -hmm. to have compassion. I'm going to hear them because if I speak to them, one of their little parts in their head that's been traumatized mm -hmm. is going to lash out at me mm -hmm. because not all of them knows the Lord, not all mm -hmm. of their self knows mm -hmm. the Lord and really 
trust God because they have attachment issues, attachment wounds. So when you have attachment wounds, you can't even trust God. She knew what you were able to hear, Mm -hmm. what you were ready for. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, she was just calling you out that you are a warrior in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she was saying like, you got to get your boots on girl because God has called you to this. And you were like, oh yes. And and sometimes we need somebody to do that, to call Mm -hmm. us out for what God says Mm -hmm. about us and not coddle us to keep being in the world and get comfort from that. Yeah. Um, but there is a place there is. Yes. I just want to speak to, I appreciate that because it's, it's paramount that difference mm-hmm. and it's paramount that understanding. And as believers, we have to have the utmost care for yes. people. Yes. And so you're right. It takes a hyper awareness of discernment, spiritual antenna to know where to poke, you know, where to put that laser in that moment. And I guess, Holy Spirit was like, she's ready for it. Just tell her, just tell her, just tell her. Even though I didn't know I was ready for it, but yeah. it has changed so, my life. So talk about then how you are now a kingdom life coach and yeah. kind of what God is doing and showing you in your life now. And, you know, you're doing lots of speaking engagements and you wrote a book, like how did, you know, how has he kind of moved you into that? And what's he been yeah. showing you this past year? Yeah, day? yeah, that's a great question. The book specifically, I feel like was the the next step because writing for me became a form of personal therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, I had started a blog way back when kind of thinking it would be just a real transactional transformation, like, you know, communication blog. Hey, everybody, this is when we're coming home, blah, 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 like a newspaper article. And yet I, when I started writing it, all these thoughts and feelings were coming out and I was trying to make sense of the world and make sense of God. And, and so then eventually people were like, are you ever going to write? So I, I wrote because it was a culmination or at least a current culmination. I keep growing yeah. of, of the things that I was learning in the spiritual realm of the things I was learning from Linda, of the things I was learning when I would open my Bible and pray. And so it was like, the, the, the book is called the beautiful exchange responding to God's invitation for more. And it was this message wow. of God saying to me, when you like my natural inclination as a human being is to be nice and comfy, cozy, and kind of just hold on to my little Christian bubble and just trust, ask God to bless it. And he was (laughs) weaving a new truth into me. And he was saying, when you actually release, like when you open up your whole life to me and you lay it all out there, I will actually exchange some things that are not of my kingdom that are not befitting of you. And I will give you if you're open to receive, I will give you actually new, better, best of my kingdom. And so this beautiful exchange is this concept that I love to describe on the, on the macro level. It's like, um, you might think of it as exchanging so the big, bold thing, like here's our family and we're going to exchange it for a different look of our family, or we might move across the country and we might exchange, you know, something big, but yeah. I also feel like it, 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 preaches on the micro level because every day I'm in this moment of, am I going to, am I going to follow the flesh that Paul says leads to death, mm-hmm. which is, I really would like to poke at that thing. I would like to be sarcastic. <laughs> I would like to take control. Yeah. Right. And I know it leads to death. And yet sometimes I do choose that. Mm-hmm. Um, or am I going to follow the spirit, exchange it for spirit, which is humility and relaxing into the moment and allowing the other person their space. It's just a different you know, you can read the list of this brings death and this brings life. Which yes. do do? Like that to yeah. me is the beautiful exchange. So I yeah. write the book um, and 
friends and family enjoy it. And then I was uh, telling you a little bit earlier, I had a girlfriend a couple of years ago that said, Megan, you keep leading Bible studies at church and it's wonderful. You're a great facilitator, but you have your own message. You have your own book. Why are you not doing that? And yeah. so that was another moment for me yes. when the Lord invited me to step out from behind the curtain and start a new thing. And that was about two and a half years ago. And I started coaching and leading online studies. And now I've gotten invitations to speak, but it's been a slow, it's been a slow boil. I mean, it's, you know, and it's continuing to grow. I'm so thankful for it, but um, yeah, that's kind of where I ended up where I am today. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the message that you will, um, that that's a very common message that you have, which is hearing the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you're kind of sharing your testimony, you, you know, you came in, um, really just wanting to be comforted and, and you're this good Christian girl, you know, doing good things for the world, um, adopting mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And when you got, when, when pressure came and you got squeezed, you, you weren't actually walking out the way that God designs, which is resting in him and being a little girl and hearing from him. So talk about how you've learned how to really hear the voice of God and and what, what can we do to learn how to hear his voice Hmm. more on a note, like that it's, that's what he calls us to like, that's Mm -hmm. not a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Actually, when you just said you are a little girl is key to this message because he gave me this vision of to be a mother is to kind of be in charge and to lead and to nurture and to take care of all the time. And I was very comfortable in that space. I have some control. I am doing the things that I think need to be done, but to flip the script and become a child. I mean, he said, you will become the mom that you need to be when you understand the daughter that you are. Come on. So to hear the Lord then is to be a child, a son or daughter of God that is positioned and ready to, to be led, to receive, to hear from, Mm. but also then to trust like my children, your children, like whatever we have is theirs. So our home, the inheritance, whatever, I mean, generally speaking, I understand there's caveats to everything, but generally speaking in the family, the way, you know, uh, it often goes is that the kids will be taken care of. They will receive what they need. And, oh, the parents are calling them actually higher to, to, you know, increase their athletic ability or academic ability or whatever that is. And so in the kingdom, I believe it's the same way when we understand that our needs are taken care of to whatever degree they're taken care of, then we can, we can walk in a new level because, and I heard this teaching one time from a different pastor, but he said, the orphan spirit, um, the orphan spirit is always jockeying for favor, for acceptance. What can I do to get you to love me? Mm the child of God is operating from favor, knowing they are loved, knowing that whether you like me or not is actually irrelevant. I mean, it's nice, but it is irrelevant to my identity. And so those are the things that I'm thinking about. Now you asked specifically hearing from God, but I know when I'm out of alignment, when I am operating, the things I'm doing and choosing to think and say are operating for a favor. I know that I'm saying this because I want external praise. Yeah. That's good. And so, um, so to me, the, the listening to the voice of God has been an extreme internal work 
of getting very self-aware, very clear about what I'm thinking, why I'm thinking about it, being honest about when it's, you know, counterfeit kind of contrived mm -hmm. and under some sort of religious bow. <laughs> that I think yes, is, that's good. A whole nother podcast. That's um, a good word. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's um, a real discernment and attunement internally. And also there's just such grace and compassion. I think for me, for a long time, it was like, if I hear God, it's this big black and white kind of clunky motion this way. If I don't hear him, then I'm all confused. But mm. over time, it's it's been like this holy mystery of grace and compassion. And I trust that if I begin to do something, he's gracious enough to allow it to happen, to invite it, to create the culture and the atmosphere. Mm. Or he begins to kind of give me the discernment of like, hmm, I'm out of I don't have peace about this. I don't know why it seems good, but I don't have peace. So it's a long-winded way of saying it's no, a very it's, internal it's work. It's good I though. Think. I think that that's really good. I think a lot of times people will answer this question with, which we need to do, read the Bible, be in worship, be in prayer. You'll answer it with that. But what you did is you actually answered it with what you, what your, what your internal awkward process is. And that is actually what we all need to be doing is being able to refine what am I actually thinking about? And so you gave the kind of the nitty gritty of what I think we all want to hear, but it's not actually in a pretty bow answer because it's not really a pretty bow that that is what religion can do is been put, put it in a pretty bow. And that's not because some people will increase their the hearing the voice of God from being in the word of God. I mean, all of us need to be in that, but Absolutely. some of us actually need to worship more and praise God and let go of our mind. Because when we're in the word, all that happens is we just go brainy and we analyze it instead of let go and worship and just maybe hear one verse as we're worshiping God. And so it really, there's no cookie cutter answer to this you kind of answered it. And then we have to fill in the blanks with mm -hmm. our path because mm -hmm. yeah. every single yeah. one of us is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is Well, I love, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Havila Cunnington and her, mm -hmm. uh, she passed her truth to table. And I love, I took her course one time on prophetic personalities and she I was can. talking about the four different ways that we hear from God, right? Hearers, feelers, seers, and knowers. Yeah. And so that has helped me. I mean, you can exp explain that in a different podcast, but that's one of the ways too, that you, you begin to kind of settle into your own skin. I believe with the Lord is like, yes, there is scripture. That is, that is a tenant for everybody. Um, but you're beginning to talk about, you know, knowing in your gut and, and dreaming dreams and hearing things and getting images. So there's a vast array of how we hear from God. And I remember him giving me this idea one time, like, if, if our, if our DNA is unique, your DNA is unique. No one ever in the history of the world or ever will be Heidi Martinson ever again. Same for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Then wouldn't it stand a reason? This is my human thinking that we, you would hear di God differently than I would hear God. I oh, mean, now the truth okay. of what he's giving us, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to mess around with that. I mean, it is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. Crucified and resurrected. Yes. But out how we hear from him. I mean, you're just, your brain is entirely different than mine. hundred percent. So he's That's gracious so enough good. to be like, well, this is how I talk to Heidi. And this is how I talk to you, oh, you know? Oh. So 
This is so good. Uh, Self-awareness is important. Yeah. So I I would love for you to pray for our listeners, but Mm. before that, is there anything else that you just really wanted us to know? Anything else that you're like, this is something that I always make sure to talk about, or if you feel like you shared what you shared, that's good too. Yeah. Nothing really comes to mind except for maybe the thing that does come to mind is this idea that you, you can hear from God and he does want to talk to you. You don't need another individual to do that, but other individuals are helpful in confirming what you're hearing. That's good. So that's, that's, that is the, the, the T the teeter totter of hearing from God, because I also know that hearing from God, quote unquote, has been bastardized. Sorry for my language. Like it, it has been, it has been twisted around in culture and people do awful things in the name of hearing from God. Yes. And, and you and I talked about this before, um, that there's different kind of denominations that will, there's some that they will say, Oh, I believe God talks to us, but it's kind of like over there. And then there's some where that that's all they do is hear from God. And so we have this like big gap Mm-hmm. And, and then we have some that are like, oh no, like you said, no, that doesn't happen. That's from the devil or, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, it's mm-hmm. bastardized. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. actually a really mm-hmm. good, good word because what it's mm-hmm. doing is it's taking us away from our original design, which is what you've been talking about is that we're children mm-hmm. and we're just little kids sitting at mm-hmm. our father's feet. And when you're a little kid sitting at your father's feet, you can hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter the situation, the circumstances you have, you can hear his voice Mm -hmm. and that's how he made us. So people, you know, denominations, you know, even pastors, they can try to say that you can't, but it doesn't take away what the word of God says. My Mm -hmm. sheep hear my voice Mm -hmm. and that we're his children and he loves us. Yeah. 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 That's, that's step number one. And then step number two is to confirm it. Does it sound mm-hmm. like God's voice? Does it, is that's it the good. character that yeah. you know? Is it, yeah. is it with loving kindness? Now, loving kindness doesn't mean it's without challenge. I mean, take my example right. of Linda, my counselor. I mean, it was loving kindness, but it was challenging. So that can be, that is the voice of God. But if it's taking you to dark places that are, it is not kingdom thinking. Yeah. That's when we need to be like, okay, that is not God's voice. Right. Something else or myself is, is thwarting this. And so yeah, it's, it's, it can be tricky, but it's important and amazing. So, so yeah, I would love for you to pray for us to yeah, I would love increase, it. increase in our ability to hear, um, and just kind of have more revelation of who we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. All right, Lord Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of our voices of this podcast. Um, you know who this person is, you know, each hair on his or her head, you know, how her heart beats, you know, what he's doing for work, you know, what's going on inside her, her family, her home, Lord, meet each one exactly where they are today. Start there. Um, shed the light on in dark places where there is uh, discomfort or unhealth, Lord, shine your holy, beautiful, compassionate light in that space. Um, I believe that, that God is in, you are inviting us. You are inviting us into your kingdom for, uh, to, to thrive, to be fulfilled, 
to live abundantly and joyfully. Of course, there will be suffering. Of course, there will be pain. Lord, you have, you showed us that in your son, Jesus. So you meet us in our suffering. I pray that you would meet and comfort anyone in their suffering right now and help them to know that they are not alone, that you are there and there are people around them that love them, that value them, that want them whole and healthy in their life, whatever that means, whatever help that means. I pray right now that you would bring your divine strategy, your holy help into their lives. Is that through a dream or a vision? Is that through a person? Is that through whatever it is, Lord, we trust that you are using um, you are using the people and places around us to bring us closer to you. And so I just pray against any attacks of the enemy that would want to um, confuse the mind, that would want to dull the senses. Lord, I pray um, that you would bring about full awareness of your presence uh, so that we can live as beloved children of God. Lord, I pray that over everybody that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. This is so good. And so how can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, if you could just kind of share your website and how they can yeah. find this book. Yeah, my website is my name. So M-E-G-A-N, then the letter B as in boy, Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N.com. So that's kind of an overview. Um, my book is available there. It's also available on Amazon if you just search my name. Although there's a lot of Megan's, you know, I'm like, <laughs> like down on the list, but you can find it if you put my name in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on on Instagram and Facebook is where mostly I'm hanging out and I'm working on my next book. So stay tuned. Oh, that's yeah, so exciting. Connect with me because I really want to teach people more about this and the journal that I'm creating. So yeah. And what about um, any of your Bible studies? Are they um, electronic via zoom? Like can they, can yes. people take your, yes. so tell us about that and how, if somebody wanted to follow you and, and okay. take some of your classes, how could they do that? Yeah, the two main ones, I just finished my Advent one. So I'll roll it okay. out again next Christmas. So put a okay. pin in that one, November, okay. yep. uh, get on my email list. Um, but I'm actually running my small group coaching course, The Beautiful Exchange Experience, starting at the end of January, 2023. Awesome. And I have eight, eight spots total. And so I have a couple few left. And so if somebody was like, oh my gosh, how can I grow in hearing the Holy Spirit and really find out what he's talking to me about and make some next steps to walk in that, that would be, that's the kind of person that would be, would be great to jump in there. So awesome. And if it's filled by the time you listen to this podcast, feel free to just go to her website yes. so that you, that you'd want to be in it so that she can yes. kind of get your name and your information. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Megan, thank you so yeah. much for thank being you. on and sharing yeah. your story. Thanks Heidi. Thanks for listening to the strong tower mental health podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.